With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and services. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Mark Bickley, I'm turning down the music, all right? Yeah. Uh, I need to discuss something with you that I've just witnessed here at Studio Lumo. What have you seen? And we'll get to the, the stuff that's on the podcast very soon mm. because we had Jason Cripps on. Yes. Do you reckon anyone ever called him Jason Chips? Because no. it's like in UK, they call him Crisps. No, um, no, wouldn't have thought so. Justin Reed. Mm-hmm. JR. What? That was his dad's name, JR. Yep. His surname, his surname is an occupation or what he likes to do in his spare time. What do you like to do? I like to read. Um, and we had uh, Elephant in the Room, mm. Captain's Call. I'm going to bring this back actually now. We are in our 92nd show today. Sure, it's not our 93rd. What happens normally is we get a bit of information to read out certain things that involve the station so mm. messages if you want to get involved you know we say captain's call thanks to panasonic air conditioning built for extremes SENSA studio lumo powered by lumo energy sa for the past 92 shows we have been saying hey if you want to get your hands on an SENSA branded t-shirt yes let us know your size support the brand (laughs) support the lifestyle it looks incredible and we'd been asking the questions because we sent in our sizes to senSA going we want to wear the t-shirts in studio lumo because you're just black i'm just sports tops we want to promote the brand they're on the way what? Apparently, they're on the way. Is the response that we got right? Oh, that was six months ago. Yeah, it on was. The way. They're still on the ship. <laughs> Do you say ship? Mm. Thursday, the nineteenth of October, twenty twenty-three. I've I've noticed something a little bit different in two KW, which we're in today, and I've had a look at KP, who's standing there, and I look at Rubbo, yeah. who's there, and look what they're wearing. SEN branded t-shirts that we've been asking for for the past six months. Talk about priorities. Jesus! (laughs) Like, we've just been asking the question, we just want to wear a t-shirt that has SEN on it. Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't know when we're going to get them. And then we've had a look. Hold on. Wait a sec. Are these our (laughs) t-shirts? Yeah! 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 The t-shirts are here. Play all the sound effects. Yeah, bring them in. (laughs) Bring in the t-shirts. This is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, the t-shirts are here. Thank you. 
No, no, don't. Hey, you, no, you can talk. That's fine. <laughs> the T-shirt. Hey, try it on, Bix. It's a classic fit. It's try wrong, it on. It's the wrong size. No, try it on, mate. You just do it. Okay. Wait a sec. Just put the headphones up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, whoa. Look at you. Look at your titties. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! I need sunglasses with your pasty body. How good! At we last. got our branded T-shirts. At last. What size is yours? Extra hot. <laughs> <laughs> looks like an extra small. No, I I want it a bit smaller so it looks like I've got muscles. It's not doing a great job. I think they look good. They've got a big bull on it. Is that a bull? I don't know, but this is an audio kind of thing anyway. Mm, but mm. this is unreal. Well, we're back. I, I can now sort of be, be proud. Got my sports entertainment network yeah. shirt on. Yeah, it's so, a good Actually, good polo. So, got the polos now. We need, just need the T-shirts. Oh, so we're waiting for other T-shirts. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're on the way too. Ron Polo's not going to get us through the year. Well, I mean, we're only here three days a week, so we've got time to wash them. <laughs> but now everyone's wearing them, except Beck. But everyone... Oh, well. I, I'm pretty happy with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, should we get into the podcast? Why not? All right. Well, enjoy the podcast. It was a really good one today. Um, oh, hold on. <laughs> enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Thursday morning, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Mark Bickley, it is over. The trade is done. We finally got there, and as predicted, it went down to the final 12 seconds. Good morning. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Shout out to more Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. We made it through. Indeed. Good morning, Jared, and everyone else that's tuning in. It was um, successful for some clubs. Port Adelaide got all their deals done. Adelaide got uh, one player in, two players went out. So the two local teams, I think... Uh, Landed somewhere where we thought they were going to land. Port Adelaide did really well considering um, Soldo was under contract. They were able to do that deal and the dominoes fell. The thing that I guess everyone sort of snickered at a little bit yesterday was how long the deals took for Essendon and Geelong. You know, So it was Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher and then it was the Radigalia and, and Port Adelaide deals. And, and they were both steadfast. They wouldn't accept certain deals. And then in the end, the deals went through with literally a bit of salt and pepper sort of sprinkled mm. over the top of them, pick 70-something and 94. I, I know those picks will come in, but it just didn't seem – it didn't seem like a an impasse, you know, that, that took two weeks to solve. No, and I, I went to pick up my daughter from Osh last night and it got to that last 30 minutes where I just kept – refreshing my phone because I was having a look on Twitter or X, what, whatever you want to call it, just mm. to see if that last deal was going to happen. And I was prepared to get out 
get excited and knowing that um, Brandon Sir Thatcher would be walked to the draft, I thought this is going to be wonderful. This is mm. going to be awesome because there's a chance here that um, we could get him in the draft and, you know, then it gives us a bit of time to try and still express some love for Xavier Dersmer and he could stay as well. So who knows? But it worked out in the end for both parties. Yes, it did. And yeah, once again, full credit to Porto. They didn't have a lot of draft capital, but we were able to get those four deals done. We'll talk a little bit about where, or how much materially it makes their team better because I'm, I'm just, I think they've definitely improved their depth. Like the two Ruckman they've brought in, uh, you know, you've, you've now got two capable, I think, capable players of playing at AFL footy and playing good footy. But is Ivan, Ivan Soldo, is he materially better than what Scott Lysette put out last year? I Once again, we get to see that. I'm yet to be convinced and say, oh, he's so much better than what Lysette was. And similarly with Zerk Thatcher. Zerk Thatcher, to make his, to make his position in the team, he's got to push out McKenzie or Burton or Dylan Williams which one of those three is he materially, massively better than that he's going to improve? Now, absolutely, Radigalia comes in and and plays in that side. Uh, Dersma goes out and probably pushes Bergman up to the wing. So that gives him a look, bit better balanced look. So I think that's an improvement. But some of the other ones, I think, are more depth related. Uh, and yes, they would have loved them late last year when some of those players fell over and that would have helped the, the team performance. But it's more about depth, I think, for Port Adelaide than actually clearly making them heaps better. Thank you to Ty Power. Get your free five-minute safety check, uh, Bix. We do have a big show today, so we'll speak to Crows list manager Justin Reed, Port Adelaide list manager Jason Cripps. So the big players, the, those guys would be quite exhausted after the last couple of weeks, and then they look forward to the draft. Um, and... The other pleasing news this morning is that we were able to get into the car park. So it looks like <laughs> the car park gate is over. How'd you go finding your car yesterday? Because you, you entrusted me with actually parking your car. Yeah, I did. And it was it was a big day yesterday. I think we started the day on a really sour note because of what happened with car park gate. Um, and I was very grateful that you moved my car. Because we ended up having to park sort of in parking zones and loading, zone, uh, loading zones, I mean. And- I thought you would have been more stressed because the idea of you having to pay for parking, let alone something, um, no, stresses yeah. you out. I, I really thought yesterday, because you couldn't get a free park in the city, you were going to drive home and walk back into town. <laughs> well, this is where you're not all that on the mark. Because the parking where I parked, yeah. it was free until eight a.m. It's from eight a.m. to ten p.m. I did notice that. So does that mean you would have run out yesterday at eight a.m. Seven fifty nine, and moved it. <laughs> you would have. So yes, you, you gave me my car keys, and uh, there was a passing comment when we were walking back towards the car park, and you said, oh, "I've just uh, played the best trick on you because I'm really funny, and I've parked your car on level seven, hmm. and right up the top." Top the, floor. the car park we are in is challenging at the best of times. You basically just have to lock your steering wheel to one side <laughs> and just trust that no one's going to be coming up the other way. Yeah, exactly. Because it's basically it's playing. Tight. It's, it's really Tetris. Tight. You're playing Tetris in a car park. And I thought that's a great joke. And you've taken me up to level seven. It's not like I'm in a hurry or anything. So I'm going to go up the, the elevator. You take the stairs up the elevator up to level seven. And I've looked around and my car wasn't there. It was actually in your spot. Yeah. On level two. So I walked down the ramps of the car park to get down to um, my car. And I felt like I was 
on the descent after some altitude training because it was <laughs> so high up. Uh, but we finally got there and I got in the car. I just had a look. I did notice, though, there were a couple of five-cent pieces missing. <laughs> really? Mm. You counted them? Yep. And I knew that you would do something like that. No, I, I didn't take anything. How did it smell, by the way? Because when I sat in it, it smelled terrible. It smelled better than it did at 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> because we were next to that truck. But this morning, funnily enough, um, I had made my way into the laneway where we go into our car park mm. and a truck was in front of me, no. a garbage truck, and it turned in and I just thought, surely this could not happen again. And thankfully, the guy moved a little bit forward, so I was able to get oh, in. Good on you, I know they're first world problems. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we got through. Well, so far, we've gotten through 100% of our worst days, so that's good. That's a really good way of looking at life, and I appreciate <laughs> that. And I'm surprised you haven't suggested anything worth celebrating in regards to the Redbacks yesterday. Have a listen. Fair thing as yeah, McKenna steams in. And driving, and that's the end of the match, I think. Yep, the catch taken by McSweeney. 10 for McAndrew. Great performance. The Redbacks have won this game. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, two outstanding performances. Uh, Nathan McSweeney and Nathan McAndrew, the Nathans and the Mooks. Uh, one made the two highest scores in the game, McSweeney. He made uh, 60 in the first dig and 100 in the second. Uh, but I did think... Um, McAndrew was a little bit stiff. He took 10 wickets and didn't get man of the match. Yes. He got the man of the match. So uh, anyway, great performance. And they now sit uh, on top of the Sheffield Shield ladder. Can you believe that? Well, I think we should freeze frame that <laughs> and just end the season now. That would be fantastic for the Redbacks. Mm, no, it's good. Uh, good sort of fight back after they, they were disappointing against uh, Tasmania in game one. So... On the board now, which is good. Uh, speaking of cricket, you would have seen yesterday too, late yesterday afternoon, Australian cricketers have thrown their weight behind our netballers. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. I, I'm sort of trying to find the allegiance and, and where there might be you know, some sort of alignment moving forward. But effectively, the netballers are in dispute with Netball Australia. They're yep. looking for a profit share arrangement. So... Uh, 20% of the revenue around that is what they're looking for. I think it even might even be 20% of additional revenue. It's yeah. not even all of the revenue. Um, and so what that means is so th their agreement, I think, effectively has run out. So there's, they're not getting paid until they can settle this dispute. So, um, you know, some of the players who have got mortgages and have got, you know, rental bills to pay, they're, they're in a difficult predicament. So Cricket Australia have come out and said, well, we'll give you $200,000 to tide you over until you can see this through. So I'm not sure if that's a loan or um, or if it's just a gift, but that's very magnanimous of the cricketers because it effectively comes out of their pocket. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the cricketers are, are well paid when it comes to their wages. Some of the netballers, their minimum wage is $40,000. Mm. So there's a huge gap when it comes to where the cricketers are at, but for them to be so generous and what it does is, again, it, it's put, it puts pressure on Netball Australia because if the cricketers are saying, well, if you won't help them, we will for now, it, it mm. makes them look pretty poor. Mm. Yeah, and oh, once again, it's it's some solidarity from the, the sports people, which is great. But um, I think late yesterday, the CEO of the Netball Association uh, stood down. Yep. So maybe that might act as a... 
as a catalyst to see if this deal can get done. Uh, Mark Pickley, every Thursday, thank you to Golfbox. Australia's greatest golf sale is on now. You can go to golfbox.com.au today and save big. We give away an amazing prize. Now, that prize is a Golfbox prize pack, including a tailor-made cap divot tool and a box of TP5 golf balls. We are looking for an ace. And when we say that, we mean it's our first call of the day. Hello. So our number here in Studio Lumo is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We need you to call us right now. If you get on the air, you will win the prize because you are going to ace this Thursday morning. Get a homely one, number one, first call of the day. You can talk about anything if you're a power fan. Are you happy with the players coming in? Are you happy with the one draft pick Port Adelaide have going into 73. the 73. Imagine if you're the recruiting guy. You've spent all year looking at all these recruits. Yeah, just chilling. A lot of pressure, though. That's a lot of pressure to get that one right. Pick 73 will come in. That's if they decide to use it. I'm not sure. I'm keen to ask both of uh, the, the guests we have on this morning um, from Port Adelaide and Adelaide. What's their, what's their lists look like? How many picks are they looking to use? Adelaide have three picks, but I've got a feeling they might only want to use two. So I want to give you a challenge today. It's a question without notice, and I want you to find the highest... Oh, sorry, the lowest draft pick. It's the lowest one, which is the highest number, isn't it, really? I know it's very strange. Yeah. High draft pick is number one, low draft pick is yeah. yes. I want you to find the lowest draft pick that has had the most successful AFL career. So I'm, I'm talking for... I can tell you already, it'll be out of Chris Grant and and um, James Hurd. Okay, well, I need you to have a look at both of them and uh, we can see if pick 73 has the potential to do that in the next 10 years. If we'll be looking back going, what about... That pick 73 <laughs> for Port Adelaide. It worked out really well. Once again, our number, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Golf Box Australia's greatest golf sale is on now. Let's go to our first call of the day, and that is Matthew in Ranella. Morning, Matt. What do you want to talk about? Uh, how you going, lads? Uh, just want to have a quick chat about our, uh, you know, Geelong showed Port who's boss with the uh, Radigalia trade. Or you mean when they they demanded those extra picks that they uh, they got they got Geelong ended up with I'm just looking here they got um, pick seventy six and ninety four that was the uh, the special source they required to get the Radigalia deal done. Oh well, you can imagine Geelong mate they're going to pick up some top notches with uh, those big picks. <laughs> well, what I what I will say is uh, from all reports with the a lot of the. Uh, Father, son, and also the academy picks. Gold Coast have 10 picks that will get swallowed up. Uh, the Western Bulldogs have got 10 as well that they're, they're angling for to get some, some of their... Uh, they've got a father, son, Jordan Croft. And also Hawthorne have six picks that they will get gobbled up for young Will McCabe. So those picks of 76 and 94 might come into somewhere around 49 and 50. So there's been plenty of good players who have been picked up. That's effectively sort of early in the third round of the draft. So maybe don't discount sort of Geelong and Andrew Mackey. Nah, it's always good for a giggle though, mate. <laughs> we like it, Matt. You're the first caller of the day, mate. So you get to take away our golf box prize pack, including tailor-made cap, divot tool, and a box of TP5 golf balls. A big day today. Our Brecky Brownlow, thanks to Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Elephant in the room. Captain's call, the list managers, and your calls and texts. It is going to be a wonderful 
30 degrees across Adelaide today. SENSA, good morning. Vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 20 minutes past six. Good morning to you. Wonderful morning to beautiful weather outside. Mark Bickley, it might be a go for a jog along the Esplanade at Semaphore today and uh, might accidentally forget my shirt. Well, I just would, a warning. I would put a long sleeve one on. I'll lather up. <laughs> no, I mean just to cover up a little bit, save the embarrassment. Oh, really? Hmm. Well, yeah. maybe get into the gym a little for a, a year or two first. Get a bit of size about yourself. I saw Kane Corns yesterday and he was leaving Studio Lumo after he dominated on SEN. And I said, are you going for a run, mate? And he said, no, I'm going to the gym to do some weights. And I almost laughed at him. I'm like, what do you mean? He's not going to do weights. Like, I've got more muscles than Kane Corns at the moment. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he's taken the advice I've just given you. He's sort of stopped with the running because he, he's been running nonstop. He's like Forrest Gump for the last <laughs> six years. Maybe he's gonna, he wants to sort of fill the T-shirt out Nathan Buckley style. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Our text line 0427 154. One double six. What do you reckon? Um, this one here, it doesn't have a name on it, but it's a, I think it's a, a really solid text. It says, boys, Porter's run this trade period like the last hand in a Texas Hold'em tournament. All chips pushed into the middle, flag or bust. Ken's last roll of the dice and risking pow- the power's future in the process with three years now of little by way of young talent drafted. Crows are clearly planning more long-term. 2024 will be interesting. Oh, so that's Lance of Paradise. So, so what Lance is saying, I know Port Adelaide traded away heavily to get um, Jason Horn francis Now, that's, you know, teenage. He's 19 years of age. So that's young generational talent. Some described um, Jason as. But in the last three years, you know, that's about it. The other... Uh, first round picks have been traded away. They've still had younger players come in, but they've been yeah. more sort of back half of the draft. But if you do that smartly, like Ollie Lord looks like he's going to be a player. He's well, a when player they had the, the release last night on, on Twitter where they showed the diagram of all the draft picks that every club has now, and I saw Port, Adla- uh, Port Adelaide just sitting there with one. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I thought, okay, Lance is spot on there because if last year when Horn Francis and Rioli coming in was, mm. all right, they're, they're going for it here, this is now the make or break. We are definitely going for it here. Mm. Because the, 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 what Lance is describing with three years without, you know, a first and second round pick, you know, you're generally bringing in five players that are at, the, you know, in under 20, pick 25, which sort of brings you a bit of talent in. And so Adelaide are, uh, have gone the other way. They, they sort of cleared the decks and they just have just drafted, drafted, drafted and got, you know, until the last two years, they brought in uh, Rankin and and um, uh, Dawson. Yeah. Dawson um, was a pick they received. They didn't, you know, they didn't sacrifice their first round pick. Rankin, they did sacrifice pick five to get him in. But they've now got, Adelaide would now have, after for a huge period not having you know, many high-end talent picks, you know, in the inside 20. They've now got, I, re- I reckon they'd have 15 or so first-round picks in the last couple of years. So so they've loaded up in that respect. Port have been more uh, happy to bring players in 
through trade. You know, Aaliyah has been excellent for them. The way that the trade works too, ne- next year is going to be really interesting to watch what happens with Port Adelaide because if they are fully fit for the majority of the season, because they were they were pretty fit this year. They didn't have huge major injury concerns. Towards the end of the year, they, they fill in a hole. Yes. Um, but if you think about the midfielders or even Mitch Georgiatis coming back into the team, it could be this time next year where there's a handful of Port Adelaide players that aren't getting an opportunity that want to look for other opportunities and Port Adelaide then trade them for draft picks, which actually gives them a very good draft hand. So, mm. yeah, in isolation, it looks like they've just yeah, gone but, all in but now. there's not that many... You know, blokes that aren't getting an opportunity aren't bringing you first-round draft picks, are they? That's that's the thing. Mm. You, you get your first-round draft picks, like the GWS Giants, of players that want to go home. So someone who's a, you don't want to lose but has said, no, nah, look, I'm going home, um, That that's where you're able to get some of the, you know, Patrick Dangerfield, for example, brings in pick nine because he wants to go home. You don't want to lose him, yeah. but at least you're getting something back for him. And, and I guess with Duday for Adelaide, you know, they ended up getting pick 18 or end of first round pick 18 or 19, whatever that was, maybe 20 it is now. Um, so at least they get something for him that now gives them a, a draft hand. I, once again, we'll ask Justin Reid when he comes on. They've got three picks Adelaide. I'm not sure, I don't know, where they want to use all three. I just get this inkling they've mentioned it a couple of times and you can keep trading your picks right up until draft day they might want to condense the three picks and make it into two better picks Port Adelaide getting pick 73 um, on the text line 0427154166 I said Bix have a look at some of these draft picks that um, have turned out to be absolute stars and this is from Ben who says Justin Westhoff came in at 71 so one of them would be great for Port well the, and the other one was Robbie Gray was 55 yep. so 73 will come right into an, a pick in the 50s because of all the the academy players that teams like Gold Coast have got 10 picks to get their three first-round academy players. So that'll, that'll mean that number at the end will come right down. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Thanks to Ty Power. Get your free five-minute safety check. We'll speak to both list managers this morning. And, of course, you've got plenty of texts coming in. We'll read them out. It's SENSA. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. DT and the team at Montaigne Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. 30 degrees today, Mark Bickley. You need to make sure you hydrate today. Yes. It's very warm. What I find in spring is that 30 degrees feels like 40 degrees because we're not used to it. We're not familiar with it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Haven't you experienced that before? It certainly feels a little bit hotter than 30, but maybe 40 is a stretch. A lot of people waking up this morning after getting minimal sleep because of the entertainment center last night. Paul McCartney. Get back to it. You a big Beatles guy? Well, I like them. Sort of can't remember much about them. What do you mean you can't remember much about well, the Beatles? Well, they were here in 64 and I wasn't born at the But just time. because they haven't been to Adelaide for a while, it doesn't mean you can't no. have an understanding of the impact exactly. that they've had on music. No, exactly. So you're not a fan? No, no I am a fan. My, I'll tell you where I sort of... The reason why I am a fan. Yeah. Remember the song Stars on 45? You remember that? It's like a Beatles medley. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, I would have been 10 or 11. 
my mum and dad had that cassette in their oh, yeah? car. Yeah. And we played it ad nauseum. So I know all the Beatles songs, but I only know the choruses. Have you seen that movie where the guy um, gets hit by a bus yeah, or something? Tomorrow? And then everybody just forgets the Beatles yeah, songs and he claims that, and writes them all? That was awesome, yeah. It's a very good movie. Ed Sheeran's in that. And also I sort of tried to wade my way through the uh, the Beatles uh recording sessions you know they were on one of those streaming services yeah about 18 months ago i reckon i sat through about three or four hours of that before falling asleep so i asked you yesterday which spice girl you are which beetle are you george harrison why understated the 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 other one that no one remembers his name oh yeah Mm. well i like that okay which one are you ringo (laughs) why because he voiced Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> it's 26 minutes to seven. We've got a sports update coming soon. And NBA fans, basketball season is back. We're very excited. And there's um, a fair bit of drama already surrounding oh, the really? Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, my nomination for Pull Up Your Socks is a basketball-related one today. Oh, so that's coming up very soon as well. It's SENSA. Minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 22 to 7, a massive show this morning on SENSA. We'll uh, talk to both list managers, Jason Cripps, Justin Reid, to discuss our local teams and how they fared at the conclusion of the trade deadline. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We mentioned this before, Mark Bickley. Uh, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game. Worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. While we're on the topic of American sport, I think it's time to do this. Pull your socks up! I don't cry no more. I'm good. I swear I pull my socks up. It's it's almost Christmas Eve for me today because the NBA is back in a few days' time, Mark Bickley, and I'm so excited. Don't worry about the preseason. Summer mm-hmm. League, see you later. Mm-hmm. The real stuff's here. There's lots of basketball happening. The 36ers play tonight. They play Saturday. The NBA is also full of drama. So my nomination for Pull Up Your Socks, All Day Comfort, All Day Socks by Underworks, is for James Harden. What do you know about James Harden, if anything? Giant beard. Giant beard. Mm. The beard. But also, he's quite challenging to play with. And this is almost fitting that what is happening currently in the States, and we've got TVs here in Studio Lumo at the moment, that James Harden is on all of the headlines right now. So he wants to leave Philadelphia. He's at the 76ers right now, and he's made it public the public information that he wants to leave. I want out. He was alleged when he was playing at his former team, the Houston Rockets, he was alleged to have worn a fat suit while warming up for Houston so they would trade him because of his size. Wow. So he's made his way to the 76ers and they bombed out of the playoffs last year. And he was at their first practice session. But now in the week leading up to the first game of the season... He has spent a few days in Houston and refused to go to practice because they won't trade him. So he's cracked it. 
Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP in the NBA, was asked about this today, and here's his reply. Maybe it had something to do, which mm. is why it wasn't at practice. So why this is relevant to uh, the AFL teams and where potentially they may fall into trouble when it comes to a mid-season trade. People not happy and won't turn up. Well, it's player power. So Harden saying, cool, I'm just not going to turn up. You can find me because I don't need the money, mm. but trade me because this will impact your franchise. And that everybody knows he will get traded. This, this standoff yeah, is but, going to go on for so long, he will be traded. But there will reach a point where people will say, Harden, too much trouble. And, and it's happened you know, to a much lesser scale. Uh, as his basketball drops off, and if you don't train, your basketball will drop off. As the, the, It's always a set of scales. Lee Matthews described it really well once when talking about Jason Akermanis. He said, was he disruptive? Yes. Was he a great player? Yes. The minute the great playerness sort of diminished a little bit, and the disruptiveness, the scales tipped in the disruptiveness side, out the door. And and that's what will happen with someone like uh, Harden. If you don't look after yourself, if you don't train, if it's if it doesn't mean that much to you, then then eventually your performance will drop off and then people will say, he's just not worth the effort. How disruptive is he to your club at the moment? Mm. Like so, I but, think it's a little bit different with these privately owned franchises in the NBA where you're one of five who's on the court at the time mm. and the impact that he still can have is major. Yeah. So there will, Don't know enough about it. Well, there will, there, there will be 29 other teams that would want him, but the, the big difference is are they willing to pay the money that he wants mm. to actually give him another opportunity? But imagine that standoff that we get to moving into next season, mid-season trade comes in and you have a player like... Harrison Petty, who says, I want to go to Adelaide, and Melbourne say, well, we're not going to trade you, and we're in May, and he says, cool, well, I'm not just going to rock up to the club until you trade me. Mm. That's the ultimate sign of where American sport is, where players get whatever they want, no matter how hard... It'll never happen here. I don't think it will happen here either. Because the dollars just don't stack up. Like, if you're like Harden, who's been on, you know, 20 million bucks for, and the rest for... 10 years, you've got a bank balance. Double that. Yeah, you've got a massive bank balance. <laughs> AFL players don't have that big a bank balance. There's not that many stars that can command that. So that's where it's going to be interesting. Can I have a quick pull your socks up? Please, please. Everyday style, all day socks by underwear. Can we just play that interview again? With uh, James Harden? Yes, please. Okay, this is Joel Embiid. Yeah, I just got the news that James wasn't here today. Okay, that's enough. If we're going to do an interview, can we not do it if with a basketball in a basketball stadium with <laughs> dunk, dunk, basketballs bouncing around? Like, come on. It's not that hard to find a quiet space, is it? Oh, sorry, Dad. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. We're trying to listen to They're what... They're at a practice facility. They're bouncing basketballs. Yeah, but Joel Embiid and whatever facility they're at, it, it's, a, it's a multi-billion dollar operation. Yeah, okay. And you're trying to interview your star player and you can't hear a word he's saying because people are bouncing basketballs everywhere. That's a good nomination. Just step outside. Um, can I also do one other quick one? Yes. And it's, it's, it's more broadly around the, the AFL trade period. And it's when... 
uh, you get this sense that the list managers and the people doing the trades, it's all about who wins the trade. And so the whole Asava Radigalia, we're not going to do pick 25. And then it goes down to the wire and we'll do pick 25 and 76 yeah. and 94. Oh, we got them. We showed them. Like, I know that those picks will come in and they could very well take some players. But it just feels like that could have been done a whole lot quicker and a whole lot easier. And uh, and similarly with Zerk Thatcher and those players that are on the fringe, like Sam Hayes, like Scott Lysette, um, and for a lot of it, Jordan Sweet, who's waiting for those things to go through. Uh, Xavier Dersmer doesn't know if he's playing at Port Adelaide, doesn't know mm. if he's playing at Essendon. There's a whole lot of grief that happens for eight to 10 days while they haggle over pick 94. Just think that that could be done a little bit better. I like it, Bix. For all day comfort, everyday quality and everyday style, it has to be all day socks by Underworks, our sports update on this day in sport and captain's call after this. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Nine minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. We'll go through both Port Adelaide and Adelaide's results of the trade period uh, just after seven o'clock this morning. And we're also going to speak to Adelaide Crows list manager Justin Reid, Port Adelaide list manager Jason Cripps. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Big thanks to Tyre Power. You can get your free five-minute safety check to Mark Bickley on this day in sport. I like to do this every Thursday. Um, Burbank Homes Inspiring Designs and Personal Service. 1974, on this day, Australian tennis star Yvonne Goolagong wins her first WTA to a championship. Beats Chris Evert 6-3, 6-4 in the final at the Los Angeles Sports Arena. And in 1986, Alan Border scores the one millionth run in all test cricket versus India in Bombay. The one millionth. That's not bad. That's a good stat to have considering all the players that have played test cricket. You just happened to hit the one millionth. wonder if he knew at the time. Well, they. I don't think... In 86, they probably would have put that up on the big screen or anything. They may not have had the technology to do that. They might have just flipped the score on the on the nail. This is what I wonder sometimes. Score. You know how like if people are listening to the broadcast or something appears on the big screen and you're playing cricket and you just hear these random rounds of applause, and you're like, what are they clapping for? Then you have to do all the research for that. Mm. Um, so there you go. Burbank Homes be inspired by their flexible floor plans and personal service. Uh, we were asking earlier with... Port Adelaide's pick 73 that they ended up with their sole draft pick in the draft coming up in a few weeks' time. This is a text on our text line, 0427 What about Braden Lyle? Drafted number 124 by West Coast, ended up captaining Port Adelaide in the first game in 1997. Mm, Not bad. It's a very, very good one. Yeah, I had Chris Grant. Chris Grant, who was a champion for the Bulldogs, um, polled the most votes in a Brownlow medal, but was ineligible. He was taken in in the hundreds, and so was James Hurd. James Hurd had two knee reconstructions before the age of 17, which scared a few people off, uh, but he went on to be a pretty solid player. Got a couple more texts coming in. I reckon we should go through a few of them now, Mark Bickley, before we get into captain's call. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to read them. My screen's not really working all oh, that no. well. Do you want me to read them out? Yes, please. What's happened to your screen? It's just not just not working for me. Have you pressed the wrong button today? No. Are you sure? <laughs> don't know what's going on. 
Okay. You read them out. Um, Callum says it's officially basketball season, so he's very excited about that one. And um, I like this one from Dracos. I think they got the two Max mixed up for player of the match in the Shield, same as they got Jason Horn francis and Miles Bergman mixed up too. Talk about the two Maxes that played well, please. Yeah, so Nathan McSweeney was uh, named player of the match in uh, South Australia's Sheffield Shield win. Scored a 60 and a 100. They were the, the two highest scores in the match in what was a pretty low-scoring affair. But Nathan McSweeney ended up taking 10 for 61. You would have thought that probably earns man of the match in 99 out of 100 cases. We are going to hold on to our sports update for a couple of moments. Panasonic air conditioning built for extremes because it's time for this. So it is the captain's call, Mark Bickley. You are Captain Crow and you need to pick one because normally you sit on the fence with things and I think it's time that yes. I just give you some options and okay. you have to pick one of them. And I like to mix it up with sport and a bit of pop culture and just it gives our wonderful audience a chance to get to know you better. Okay. Well, so you ready? We'll see how we go. All right, also, well, yeah. get criticised a bit too probably for you get criticised I probably will if I sort of go down one path well, what do you mean well you, you you put two sort of polarising options up there so whichever one I pick someone else is going to disagree but that's the show that's the world we live in today. it is it certainly is and it's it's a cruel world at times <laughs> but we're here now exactly so let's get into captain's call round one next season for Port Adelaide Jordan Sweet or Ivan Soldo uh, I think on exposed form uh, Ivan Soldo, both fit and well, they would probably, he would start. Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok? Uh, I'm more of an Instagram person, even though I don't post. I like looking at what other people are doing. Okay. It's a bit creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Redbacks playing at Adelaide Oval or at Karen Rolton Oval? Um, I. Where possible, I think Adelaide Oval, it's got that mystique about it. It's the best cricket ground in the world. So I think the players would say they'd love to play there. I went down and had a look, and it was still great sitting on the fence at Adelaide Oval, just looking around, and it's magnificent. You were sitting on the fence, so you're not allowed to do that in this no, segment. I'm sitting row one. Okay. Uh, Adelaide's first pick in the draft, the best midfielder or best player available? I'm thinking Adelaide have to take the best midfielder. They, I, when I look at their the profile of the list, I just feel like that's the area they're light on. You're in the 12 items or less lane at the supermarket <laughs> and you have 13 items. Yes. What do you do? Oh, just line up. Do you count other people's items in that lane just not, to not judge fine. them? In actual fact, last night I was in ex this exact quandary. I reckon I had 15 or 16. Oh. No, no problems whatsoever. You live life dangerously, I reckon. It's the express lane. It doesn't say 12 items or less anymore. Yes, it does. Not not in my supermarket. Mm, I don't know. You go to a dodgy supermarket. <laughs> Scott Lysette, AFL or Port Districts? Um, I'm thinking Port Districts. I'm thinking that he would have had lots of discussions with teams and players and generally had 
you would have thought something was uh, teed up already. I know his manager, Colin Young. Yeah, let's have a listen to this. If those deals hadn't come off, and um, you know, 24 hours ago, I actually thought Soldo probably wasn't going to come off. So a bit of work was done over overnight, and today it popped up this morning, and I got a phone call this morning saying that would probably happen. So Scotty probably would have stayed on at Port um, if they hadn't. So now he's obviously... Uh, available if he chooses to play, but he's. I spoke to him before I, I came on because I knew that you'd probably ask that question. And he's on a plane interstate to catch up with a, a mate uh, for his wedding, and um, he'll he'll give it some thought over the weekend whether he'll have a chat to a few more clubs next week or he may retire. Mm. Okay, very transparent there. Um, let's continue on with captain's call. Names on the back of AFL Guernseys or numbers on the front of AFL Guernseys. Uh, let's go with the numbers on the front. Okay. Adelaide United women. So would you rather, if you were an Adelaide United women's player, first game of a doubleheader with a 4 p.m. kickoff at Cooper's, which is tomorrow, mm. or a standalone match at Marden with a 7 p.m. kickoff? Give me the, the 4 p.m. at Cooper's every day of the week. Okay. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Beatles. A cricket Olympic gold medal or a cricket World Cup medal? Do I even have to think about that? The Cricket World Cup. Totally agree with you. Redbacks will finally challenge or a flash in the pan? No, the Redbacks are coming. I can feel it. And um, the last one. This will really determine a lot about you. (laughs) Okay. You go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Do you flush or make sure your family stay asleep? Yeah, make sure the family stay asleep. What about, what about you, by the way? It's not about me. I, I, I was thought that was headed somewhere else. Can I ask you one? Yeah. This is this is called the the button pusher call, not the captain's call. Is, is that what I am? The button pusher. <laughs> go you the, can't even push the buttons go, over there. Go to the toilet in the middle of the night. Yeah. Do you stand up or sit down? <laughs> Come on. I stand up and I leave the lights off and I go by sound. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Uh, really hard hitting stuff here this morning. No, we, we covered sport and other things, and texts are going to fly in now. 0427154166. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. I had the worst experience of my life, and I've had plenty. I walked in on my father in law. Oh, dear. In the middle of the night, in the bathroom, sitting down with an eye mask on, and I've gone, "Yeah, right." <laughs> Just thought, "This is this is my life, and this is." Yeah, I'm a fair chance of breaking up with his daughter now just for that moment. But we stayed together and we got through, which is awesome. Um, still plenty more to come on SENSA. We're going to chat to both list managers very soon. Good morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Good morning to you. It's been a busy day today. Um, very big captain's call as well. Mark Bickley, Panasonic Air Conditioning with NanoX Technology. Take a breath of fresh air. Now I think if I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'm going to think about Mark Bickley, which is going to be a bit no, that is weird. awkward and please, very please weird. Um, we finally uh, don't have to stress as much now because trade is over. We will be speaking very soon to uh, our list managers from both teams, from the Crows, Justin Reid. We'll speak to Justin Reid um, a little bit later on this morning. If you want us to ask anything on behalf of you, 7.35 is when the chat's happening. 0427-154-166. And then we'll speak to Jason Cripps at 8 o'clock. So in the meantime, Bix, 
Let's go through both of our clubs. What did you make from the draft? Mm. What did you make waking up this morning? Now it's all done. The um, the trade, I should say. Sorry, where draft picks were traded to. What did you think? Okay, let's start with Adelaide. So Adelaide lost Shane McAdam to Melbourne and Tom Duday to Brisbane. Tom Duday was a free agent. And they brought in Chris Burgess. So uh, I think both McAdam and Duday are in Adelaide's best team when they're up and about. Uh, but they haven't... Well, Duday's been injured, obviously, with a long-term knee injury, mm. and there's some doubt around that, his second knee. But it, McAdam's just been problematic in terms of getting his body right um, and and consistently playing. He's played 50 games in five years, which is not a huge return for a bloke who's about to turn 29. So Burgess will come in. I think Burgess is, is not in the Crows' best 22 right now. And I think what Adelaide uh, are going to be able to do is they're going to be able to give opportunities to Lockie Gallant, uh, Josh Worrell, some of these guys that have been on the fringes now for four and five years. Those guys are going to get some opportunity to play. They've also got a really good draft hand. So they've got 10, 14 and 20. So they've got three picks inside 20. And there is some discussion around whether they will try and move that down further some mm. speculation around getting Geelong's pick I think Geelong have pick eight so they're trying to move down a couple of spots so that's Adelaide so so they've they haven't really uh, I, I guess there wasn't really anyone they identified in that sort of trade period apart from Harrison Petty who was always going to be problematic when Melbourne wanted him and he had two years to go on his contract they always had the power of veto over that which they exercised so that didn't happen and there wasn't really anyone else in the draft who was sort of that need thereafter, they had threw their hat in the ring for Chol from the the Gold Coast Suns, but that didn't eventuate. He chose Hawthorne, but other than that, it was uh, it was probably, you know, uneventful. Was probably the the best way to describe it. And they go to the draft now and try and add some some more top end talent, as we just spoke about, potentially in the midfield where they'd be looking to to sort of bolster that. In the you know they lost Jackson Hately, who they recruited three years ago, hoping that he was going to be. That sort of big-bodied mid didn't quite work out for him. Um, they've got Rochelle who moved through there a little bit. Saligo goes through there a little bit. Pedler can go through there. But I still feel like they they need a really classy or speedy, uh, you know, really clever ball user for, for that part of the ground, I would think, going forward. So for Adelaide, and this trade radio update is thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next-generation material handling. I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of an Adelaide supporter going on the success of this season 2023 the the excitement surrounding the potential of Clayton Oliver which was there for 48 hours which didn't eventuate Mm. that turned into the person that could be uh the key to Adelaide's midfield success as you said you're looking for a um in the draft you want a, a midfielder um, Harrison Petty is certainly not a midfielder that's going to be key to Adelaide's success, but it just turned. I, I feel like the mentality turned into we just need to get people to the club. Mm. So for the supporters, can you empathise with a section of supporters going, this is awesome, we are slowly building and our window is slowly opening for premiership success, finals top four. There's, there's another side of them going, well, we probably didn't go hard enough to get more players into the club. Yeah, look, I I'm, don't really sign up to that. It's, you know, you can look at some of the clubs, like you can look at North Melbourne. North Melbourne brought in Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher, uh, Biggie Newen, Toby Pink. So North Melbourne last year brought in five players as well. But, you know, like, I think Pink's going to be solid, but he's going to be, a, you know, 
in and out potentially. You know, there's no certain that he's going to play every game. Zach Fisher, you know, has been rolling around for probably five or six years at. at uh, They're very different though when it comes to North Melbourne and Adelaide and where they are, because North Melbourne need experience, but they also need players like that. And there's there's some what, examples. What, of what I'm won. saying is, you pick any player in the draft that Adelaide should have got. Like, sorry, in the trade period, I'm looking through there. Um, you know, there's, there's not a, you know, like Dylan Stevens from Sydney is an outside running player. He's a pick six, I think he was, uh, but hasn't really set the world on fire. So I don't think um, Adelaide were in that market. The only one that I would have gone harder for is a young player who went to Carlton for, for next to nothing, and that was Elijah Hollands. Yeah. I think he, he was pick seven in the draft three years ago. Really hasn't worked out at the Gold Coast Suns. He wants to play with his brother, though. Mm. So he's going back to play with his younger brother. But he's someone that Adelaide was super keen on. Six foot one, midfielder, classy. He's the player that, that maybe I would have targeted. But the reality is he wanted to be back in Melbourne and he wanted to play with footy with his brother. So that's always... You can't, you can't compete with that, can you, really? Because of the fact that you don't have his brother playing for you mm. and his and his family's not living in Adelaide. So when there's opportunities and, you know, Dawson was a amazing opportunity and full, you know, kudos to Adelaide because they saw something in him that many others didn't. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the player that he is, um, you know, right now. You couldn't have predicted that he'd finish second and first in his first two years and be captain of the footy club. Isaac Rankin, same sort of thing. They, they went really hard for him, uh, paid, you know, premium to get him pick five they would have preferred to pay a little bit less but in the end got him and he's turned out fourth in the best and fairest so there's sometimes these players come up and and you clearly the inkling is that harrison petty when he becomes available will be is super keen to get back to adelaide at you know that's what he, the inkling was coming out of that so whether that's next year they they put more pressure on and and try and come up with a deal with with melbourne um, or whether it's having to wait two years, all these all these things are in the, the works sort of years in advance. So, yeah, it's would they have loved to have grabbed a you know a player that walks into their their best eighteen players and he adds to their team? Of course they would have, but those players aren't always available. So Rocco sent in a text zero four two seven one five four one double six. Walsh here. The Crows' window isn't slowly opening; it will be smashed open in twenty four. They'll go past Port and the showdowns this year showed that. And and I agree. I can see the trajectory of Adelaide, but that then makes me think that if they've got money to spend, then maybe in 12 months' time, they'll go hard again for certain players to come into the club. But it's such a fluid game because, um, I, I don't know, let, let's say uh, players jump out of the ground. So let's say Mitch Hinge continues to rise. He'll come out of contract and his next contract will be three times what he's mm. getting paid now. Max Michelini has to be recontracted. There'll be other players that 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 um, you know prove themselves and and will want more money. So all these, there's, it's a melting pot of different things. Harrison Petty in the next two years, Melbourne might win the next two flags, and he might say, you know what, I don't want to go back to South Australia anymore. I'm here now, you know. And a bit like um, Tom Papley. Tom Papley was yeah. desperate to get to Carlton, uh, and then Sydney said, no, we don't want you to go. We want to keep you here. And he said, well, I'm going at the end of the year. And then signed a five-year deal, so so things change, and so sometimes the the moment is the moment, and you have to try and make the most of it. So yes, sometimes it, you go back again. You know the Bryce Gibbs deal didn't work out one year; they went back the next year. 
but once again, a year down the track, Bryce wasn't quite where he was the year before and didn't quite turn out. So I think you just got to try as best you can to, you know, capitalize on those moments when they arrive. All the best planning in the world still doesn't guarantee you, but at least you give yourself that chance. And when you do get opportunities for a Dawson or a, or a ranking, you take them, but at the same time, you're still trying to bring in the, the, the highest amount of talent you can into your footy club. And that's where it's a, an interesting conversation with Port Adelaide because they've sort of foregone the draft, foregone, I should say, the draft over the last three years, I think it is, because they've gone after Jason Horn Francis and that sort of chewed up some draft capital. They've traded out some um, some picks again yeah, we'll talk year. about we'll talk about Port in more depth in a moment, but... Can you give uh, Adelaide a bit of a, a grading if we're looking at our education system with the A, A minus, B kind of area? What do you think? Um, well, I it's a it's a pretty vanilla, so it's it's probably a B because they've in the end they've been able to get um, end of first round pick for Tom Duday, which I think is a really good result uh, in in terms of compensation for him going, uh, and they've got. Two draft picks already, so they've got eight, fourteen, uh, sorry, ten, fourteen, and twenty, which is a really strong draft hand. Chance to improve upon that as well. Burgess gives them some uh, some depth and some cover, and who knows? Uh, like he he is someone that's been starved of opportunities. He could come in and do some really good things, a bit like Mitch Hinge has done after being starved opportunities at Brisbane. Well, I like it, Mark Bickley. What do you think? Zero four two seven one five four one double six. our trade radio update. Kona Craig's and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. We'll focus on Port Adelaide next. At Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. We are currently in the middle of our trade update. Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. Justin Reed and Jason Cripps we will speak to very soon, Mark Bickley. You've spoken about the Crows. Now it's time to talk about Port Adelaide. On the text line 0427-154-166, couple of texts. Louis says, with Port trading away nearly all their draft picks for the next two seasons, should Afterpay consider sponsoring the club? <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Very good. Lindsay says, um, I think that Adelaide will go backwards next year. I think they don't have a final squad. I think Port's list is about to, to uh, ready to challenge for a flag and they'll win both showdowns comfortably. They cover their needs beautifully in the trade period. And in contrast, Daniel says, Walsh, why do Port supporters think they've won the flag after the trade period? They've picked up three VFL players and one bloke from the Bombers who won the reserve Coleman medal in 2023. Reverse Coleman medal. Reverse column, me, which sorry. means you've had the most goals kicked on you. Well, this says reserve, so I can only uh, read out what <laughs> okay, is in front of me. All right, so you're having a crack at Daniel, not me. No, no, no. You should have picked that up. You should know how to read out the text messages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about Port Adelaide. They farewell Xavier Dersma and welcome in four place. Yes, indeed. Um, the big one for me is Asava Radigalia. He's the the player they've been missing. And, and look, they're going to play him as a key defender. Now, there is, this isn't without risk. Um, you know, like he's, he's going to sign a long-term deal with Port Adelaide. He's predominantly, like, he's been on... Um, well, they've agreed to terms as well prior to that, so he knows what contract he's signing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Um, and predominantly at Geelong, though. So he's been at Geelong, I think, six years. He has been a forward 
slash ruckman. Mm. And and it was late last year when he couldn't get into the the team that eventually went on to win the flag. He was an emergency in that that game. He started playing in defence at VFL level and just was carving up in terms of um, intercept marks and and rebounds and all the, all those things. So that sort of alerted everyone who was looking for a big key defender. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe this is the answer. We'll grab him. He's not good enough to make um, Geelong's team. Fast forward 12 months, Geelong thought the same thing. They had some injuries in defence. He played in defence for you know nine-tenths of this year and, and was solid in some games, but at a different stage, got dropped in the middle of the year. So he, by no means did he sort of take to it like a duck to water. It's not sort of a fait accompli. He's going to do the same as Aaliyah has done and come over and just mm. dominate. So this isn't without risk, but I think most people think that if he spends – um, another preseason, you know, under the tutelage of the defensive coach down at Port, he works with Aaliyah, you know, and gets and just f- purely sort of focuses on some of that defensive craft. He will, he will become a good player. So I don't have any doubt about that. He plays on the the big forwards. He's um, he's a good size. Frees up Aaliyah to be a bit more attacking. He doesn't have to play on the, the best forward for the opposition. And also, what it does is it just provides them with a bit more size. They were undersized in defence all of last year, and you've got. You know, like I say, Aaliyah having to play on the best forward is often the tallest. You've often got Trent McKenzie having to play well above his his height as well. So, so it just brings some some real depth. I think what it'll allow Port Adelaide to do is free up Miles Bergman as well. So Bergman now spits out and can go up and play on the wing, yep. which is going to be vacated by Xavier Dersma. Um, and then you've got you know Brandon Zerk Thatcher comes in, and and this is the one where it's a little bit more problematic for me. I, I think he's. I think there's three players and there's two spots, uh, you know, and it's probably it's Zerk Thatcher, it's uh, Burton who has didn't have a great year last year, and it's Trent McKenzie and and maybe Dylan Williams. So maybe there's three spots for those four players. So I'm not sure Brandon Zerk Thatcher just walks straight in and and he's you know going to command that spot. I think he's going to have to earn that over the preseason. But what it does mean is that at the end of the minor round, like last year, when you have McKenzie on one leg and you have Tom Jonas unavailable and you have other players out, you've just got a greater depth to be able to draw upon and you're not left in the lurch like they were in the final series last year. So they're left with uh, pick number 73. Um, We were talking about some uh, draft picks that were close to number 100 just to see if they had some success stories. We spoke about um, Justin Westhoff. We spoke about Robbie Gray. This one came in, it said, uh, triggering for Port fans at pick number 119. Dean Kemp, 243 games. Norm Smith, two times premiership play. James Heard, pick number 79. Um, and we've had a few couple of texts coming in, including one from Travis, who said, could you ask Jason Cripps what their plans are to get back to the draft over the next two to three years? Amazing trade period. Port Adelaide proving a destination club of the AFL, but they, they need to get it right. Mm. Uh, and it's now, more than ever, that the fans will see the players coming in and want them to have impact so they can go a couple games further than they did this year. Mm. And we didn't mention the, the ruck setup. So Jordan Sweet, who dominated in the VFL uh, this season for the Western Bulldogs, behind Tim English. So he'll get an opportunity. You've got Ivan Soldo, who is behind um, the big Nank um, at the Richmond Footy Club. Yep. So so the, the two sort of second... Tier Ruckman will be both be vying for that sort of round one position. Um, but I, I think 
when Port Adelaide were at their best last year, Scott Lysette was up and going and he was playing really well. And I used the Western Bulldogs game. He dominated against Tim English and really just jumped into him and physically intimidated him. So when he was going well, Lysette, like Port were doing really well. And so that, that's maybe what they're looking for. Lysette's durability just faltered uh, throughout the year. The longer the year went, started with uh, a bad back as well. So I don't, I'm not sure that, that Soldo and Sweet are going to be better than Lysette, but what they will do is they'll be more durable. Give them a grading, please, Port Adelaide. I think they're a B plus. Thank you, Mark Bickley. And we'd love your thoughts, Power Fans. 0427-154-166. It's 25 past seven. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just on 7.30 on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Mourn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. A few text messages coming in, Bix, before the news about... Your comments regarding Port Adelaide and how they went with the trade, ending up with that sole draft pick to 0427-154-166. The text saying there's no way they'll lose Xavier Dersma and get BZT to play reserves. Um, there's a couple of things on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another text there saying, Bix, wouldn't Zerk Thatcher and McKenzie be fighting it out for that third tour? It's exactly right. Zerk Thatcher's just that little bit taller than... McKenzie, so that's going to help him. And, and and I put Burton in that as well because Burton got dropped last year and had a disappointing year. So, And I think they were really happy with McKenzie uh, when he got the right matchup. It's just his durability. But McKenzie's getting towards the end. So this Zerk Thatcher is for next year, but he's also the year after and the year after. So, you know, he's the... He's a succession plan, and hopefully he's going to be there for another contract after that. Michael says, so Port got the three they wanted and sold out as a bonus, and they get a B plus. I'm sorry, but only the haters don't rate Cripps an A at the very least. Well, I think Cripps has done an amazing... Well, not just Jason Cripps, and it's, it's his whole team. Their, their last couple of years, well, not their last couple of years. The, go back to when they manufactured the draft to be able to get the pick they wanted to get Connor Rosie. And then get Zach Butters, and and that, it's just it's been fantastic. But what I'm saying is, materially, how much does the team improve with those four players? And it's actually so. So I think Radigalia makes them better. They lose Dersma, so that's a little chink. But but I think when Mackenzie's up and playing, and when Lysette's up and playing, those guys that come in, they match what those guys do. I'm not sure they're materially a huge amount better. And there's one more that says Big Sasava was always coming to Port Geelong, knew this and stopped playing him. It's as simple as that. Well, we are going to have a chat to uh, both of our representatives from our local teams here as well. Justin Reid, not too far away. Also, Jason Cripps and more of your text messages. It is just on 7.30. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 24 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Our Brecky Brownlow is happening after 8 o'clock this morning. Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Take care of that. Um, I can tell you for a fact, Mark Bickley, 
that Con will be listening very closely to our next guest because he's a diehard Adelaide Crow supporter. So he would have been watching the past few weeks and listening to Trade Radio with interest as we welcome the list manager from the Adelaide Football Club, Justin Reed. Reedy, it was yesterday your grand final, so now you're just recovering from <laughs> celebrations. It's all over. Uh, hey, Jared. Hey, Bix. Uh, not so much, mate. We've still got into financial year and list lodgement, so um already been up at 6am and walked the dog, so there's still stuff to get done. Okay. What's the dog's name? Uh, Millie, Bix. Oh, Millie. Yeah, she was happy. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> she likes you no matter what happens in the trade period. Hey, yeah, let's start with Chris Burgess. He's the, the player you did bring into the club from the Gold Coast. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Bix, obviously, Chris, uh, you know, we monitored uh, through West Adelaide. Uh, when he got taken by Gold Coast, and we've watched him closely through the VFL, and he just brings that versatility. We need a bit ahead of the ball and behind the ball. So to be able to bring him back home and give us that flexibility with a bit of height um, and some scoring power, we think he'll uh, be able to add to the group. Mm. Uh, I noted that you, you sort of the press release talked about him being a swingman. He's played predominantly forward, but you must be comfortable that he can play some back as well if needed because of obviously Duday leaving and, and uh, Murray still a little bit of time on the sidelines. Yeah, that was the other reason why we spoke to Chris. He obviously had played down back at West Adelaide before he went into the AFL system. Obviously, he's played forward and a bit of ruck uh, at VFL level and just played in a grand final for Gold Coast in the VFL. So, at times, he went also behind the ball late in the quarters. So, he's certainly got that versatility. Um, Harrison Petty took up a a fair bit of uh, column space discussing whether he was going to come back or not. Was he a target going into the period or was that something that arose once you started negotiating with Melbourne around Shane McAdam? Yeah, Bix, I think uh, we always keep a close eye on those South Australian talent and we rated Harry highly in his draft year. And obviously when Shane requested a trade to uh, Melbourne, I think Harry and his management uh, saw an avenue potentially to get home, but respectfully... Is contracted for two more years. So we certainly had conversations with Melbourne. They were quite short with regard to their response, respectfully. <laughs> uh, he's a required player, but he um, he has a strong desire to get home at some stage, and um, he likes the golf courses in Adelaide. So, again, we'll um, we'll review those things, I guess, down the track, picks. You mentioned about list lodgement. How many, uh, ideally, how many uh, spaces are available? I know you've got uh, four draft picks available to you, three in the top 20. How many players do you want to take at the draft? Yeah, Bix, we've got those three picks inside round one. So I think if I said at the start of the year, we've got three picks inside round one, mm. everyone would be ha- pretty happy with that position. And we're still keen to look at maybe getting up the draft board. So that, uh, I guess, that trade pick period starts on Monday. Yep. So I think once a lot of clubs have gone through their uh, draft boards and done a bit more work, I think closer to the draft itself, if not on draft night, um, there still could be some more movement. So uh, we've got flexibility around that, whether that's, Two picks of the draft or three, um, time will tell. So so I'm guessing, depending on what happens there, will sort of impact a player like James Borlase, who who's yet to be resigned. Yeah, we're working through some stuff with the AFL there. Obviously, James being a cap B, um, there's been, I guess, some rule changes and some things we're working through with regards to cap Bs and mm. where he fits. So we'll sit down as list management next week. I've been in contact with his manager and with him uh, through the trade period as well. So... Again, we've got to the end of October with regards to list lodgement, so we'll work through that with James and his management over the coming weeks. Heard a lot about the draft and, and uh, saying that you know the top 10 or 12 are great and then it sort of thins out a bit after that. How, how are, you know, our attention now sort of focuses on that? How comfortable are you with the, the quality of the, 
say the top 20, you've got uh, three picks inside the top 20. Are you comfortable where that sits? Yeah, no, we're comfortable where the pick sits. So um, I think there's always talent to be had. You know, mm. Roy Sloaney gets picked in the 40s um, versus Joshua Shelley at pick six. So um, with 10, 14 and 20, we think we're in a really good position. Ideally, if we could get higher up the draft board, we certainly look at that and we had conversations with clubs through the trade period. But I guess we've got a longer period now to move those picks around. So uh, something we'll work towards. But now very comfortable with Hamish and where we sit with the draft. Priorities for the draft? What, what type of player are you looking at? I guess that high uh, on the board picks, I think we'll certainly stick to our order. But having three picks, obviously kind of close, mm. um, we can kind of have a bit of flexibility on the night. So um, we've still got that work. So next Wednesday, we'll start on that. And, you know, we lock ourselves away for about five days, um, working thoroughly through the draft board itself. And I guess putting that orders together. So once we've got that order together, I guess we'll then work out what flexibility we have. Justin, before we let you go, uh, we've seen and heard over the past couple of weeks things like trade radio, afl.com.au. It's a very public thing now when it comes to trade. Is that something you enjoy? Because we were speaking about this the other day, Bix and I. A player can't have a secret medical anymore. You basically, everything's exposed. So how do you go with it all? Uh, well, we got some medicals done that no one knows about, Jared. So... Um, you can uh, at times still keep things to yourself. But, no, nah, look, to be honest, mate, I stay away from uh, all type of media, social media, um, and just go about my job. Again, my role is a collective approach with list management. Um, so there's a whole bunch of us that have input. Um, we won't trade for the sake of trading. Uh, but, you know, we went in with a queer strate- strategic, strategic approach. Um, if we could bring in a high-end talent and still go high into the draft like we have the last two years... Uh, we certainly look at that. Um, but again, we're also comfortable with going to the draft. So um, again, bottom bottom three for age and games. Uh, we're not going to rush things either. And we think there's a fair bit of growth from within. So we need to be patient with that as well. So is this an opportunity for you to tell us who did those medicals at the club? <laughs> uh, no, I was only joking. <laughs> hey, mate, we appreciate your time. Um, well done. It's a pretty hectic couple of weeks. So um, good luck for the next few weeks. Looking forward to the draft. And as we said, it's the first time we've had a chat to you on SENSA Breakfast. So we appreciate your time, Justin Reid. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Reedy. There you go. It's always well, going to be positive as well because that's the thing. You go in with a plan and um, they need to make sure that they're structuring for what happens in the drafts. Can you? Can you just confirm something for me? So can be picks can picks be moved around when it comes yes. to draft night? Mm. So, so does so, that mean that West Coast still could trade their number one absolutely. pick? Absolutely. So I think Justin mentioned as of Friday. So from Friday to when the draft starts and even during the draft, there's there's it's open to be able okay. to be traded. So that's not over yet. No, no, not, not at all. And so then then you get on to draft night and you know, teams have um, their eye on a player. Let, let's say the Crows might have, let's say they stay with 10, 14 and, and 20. And they're thinking to themselves that, um, oh, we really, we love this player, but we think he's probably going to go in the top six. Uh, and all of a sudden he's there at eight and Geelong have eight. And Adelaide are thinking, oh, we would love this guy. So they ring up Geelong quickly and say, hey, Let's do something. You can have 10 and we'll give you 20 as well, but we want your eight mm. because because they specifically want this guy and they thought he was going to go in the top five and he's drifted out to eight. So now they're desperate to get him and they're happy to pay a premium to do that. So, you know, this is, you know, they, they might even go into draft night with that sort of 
all that draft capital in hand, you know, willing to spend it if, if required. Oh, Bix, look over your shoulder. I think it's an elephant about to make its way into the room. I've got you two weeks in a row for that. That's brilliant. Elephant in the room. We're going to do it next on SENSA. Kane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Ten minutes late on SENSA Breakfast. Our Brecky Brownlow a few moments away. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Take care of that. We've had plenty of good and... Uh, Interesting moments this week on and off the air, Mark Bickley. We also need a nomination for the good stuff. Get on the road faster. 13, 27, 27. Actually, early nomination of the good stuff should be the Redbacks getting a shield win at home. Yes. Fair thing as yeah, McKendry steams in and driving. And that's the end of the match, I think. Yep, the catch taken by McSweeney. 10 for McAndrew. Great performance. The Redbacks have won this game. The other good stuff, Mark Bickley, if you're moving house, you use the team that's easy and affordable budget, current truck rental, 13, 27, 27. Um, the reigning champs, the Adelaide Strikers in the WBBL are back this weekend. We had a chat to Bridget Patterson, and you can listen to the full conversation on the podcast. Here's a bit of that. We got together three days ago now, and... Um... Yeah, there's no um, easing our way back into it. It's straight back into it, that's for sure. Um, but that's the way that we like it. Um, keen to get things underway on Saturday. Enough of the training. Let's get into the game. Going to be very good for them. Uh, good squad they've built. A lot of continuity as well, Mark Bickley. All right, I'll have a look over your shoulder, Bix. I'm just the elephant in the room. Didn't get me that time, did you? You just talked over the whole thing. That's okay. It's not okay. I'm playing it again. <laughs> hey, I'm turning your microphone off so you can enjoy it, all right? I'm just the elephant in the room. Okay, now, what do we do here with Elephant in the Room? Can you explain it for everyone? So the Elephant in the Room is the things that we often don't talk about. Mm. They're, they're uncomfortable because it might involve someone who's uh, a favourite or it might involve something that is... Um, yeah, someone might not be going as well as everyone is hoping. All those types of awkward conversations. Would you mind if I threw one at you to start off with? Yeah, we'll do it. Um, Jordan Sweet, I know quite well. Good lad. Very good lad. Mm-hmm. Good footballer. A lot of potential. I think he's been wanting to come home for a little while, so it's great. And we're hopefully going to have him on next week, which will be awesome to have a chat with him. He's at Port Adelaide. Um, he was always expecting to get to Port Adelaide, but then... Randomly, the name Ivan Soldo mm. popped up into the conversation. How would you be if you were a player like Jordan Sweet? That is a couple of things going on in his life at the moment. So if you think he has the opportunity to come back to Adelaide, he's a North Adelaide Premiership player, gets to play alongside Connor Rosie again, which is awesome. Play under Josh Carr again. Yep. Um, but he's also in a position where he wanted to come back to Adelaide and be a first choice ruckman. Number one banana. Now, the Western Bulldogs, the situation he was in at the Western Bulldogs, he had Tim English there, um, lots of big players as well, like lots of really tall players. Sam Darcy's Sam Darcy's there. Um, Tim English is reportedly going to go back to Western Australia in 12 months' time when he's a free agent. Now, this could change. But if you were Jordan Sweet, it's not as smooth sailing as potentially how it was sold to him coming to the club. Well, that was going to be my point. It all comes down to the sales pitch. Now, if the sales pitch was Scott Lysette is uh, 
lacking durability. He's had some injury concerns, whether it be a back or a knee or whatever it is. Uh, you can come back and you will be that guy. Mm. If that was sold, you say, okay, yep. And then, then I put my hand up. I nominate Port Adelaide. I'm going to come back and be the number one guy. And then, and then, unbeknownst to you, they, they go and target or Ivan Soldo becomes available. And now you're sort of vying for that spot. In the end, it's a competitive sport. Yes. And you have to earn your spot. But so, but it gets back to the the point around what was sold to you, and if it was sold to you, that what was sold to you? <laughs> if you're our number one man, you're our target. You're going to come here and you're going to lead our ruck. If that was the reason you said, okay, I request Port Adelaide, you'd be allowed to be a little bit miffed. By I the, think so. By the fact that uh, someone else has all of a sudden arrived on the scene. Would you be miffed if you were Scott Lysette and Sam Hayes that were waiting to find if their replacements were stepping in? Or is this something that they just mentally would have prepared for most of the season because they didn't have contracts in front of them? Yeah, I think this this is what the exit interview is all about. Okay. Is we were hurt this year because you, your body broke down if it's in the case of Lysette. You know, when, when you're up and going and aggressive and running and jumping and and cracking in, in the ruck you were great but we just didn't see that often enough with Sam Hayes it's like it's been six years now Sam uh, hasn't quite you haven't quite developed at the speed that we would have liked we saw something in those last I think he played yeah. half a dozen games this year and I actually thought he did quite well in some of those games so uh, but we are going to try and we're, we're going to look elsewhere and if that happens and we get it, get our men. There's not a spot for you, but if we don't get them, there's a there's a spot here for you. I can't recall in recent times that a few weeks separated a player from winning a premiership to being moved on from the club. Happened pretty quickly. Like some players have left clubs by their own choice as free agents, or mm. you know, Buddy Franklin ended up leaving Hawthorne to go to Sydney. Um, this Jack Ginnivan thing doesn't seem as clean cut as it. It was a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, look, I think everyone was prepared at Collingwood, were prepared to... Uh, they, they backed Jack in terms of, oh, look, he's different. You know, he's a young guy. He's finding his way. You know, going to the races before the grand final, um, you know, that was sort of explained away. You know, that, you know, he's rather be out with his mate doing something that occupying himself rather than sort of sitting at home thinking about the next day and... He's an individual. We encourage our guys to, you know, have lives away from the footy club. Well, clearly it did ruffle a few feathers. And similarly with um, some issues that went on in the, the pre-season this year before yep. the round started. So, uh, so so all those things are in the melting pot. And when someone like uh, Lockie Schultz comes up, who's 25, mature, you know, knows what it's all about, a bit more consistent than Jack, they're saying, well, we'll take that. And Jack's now going to have to find his own way. And he's going to have to know that if he's not quite there, then he's not going to play. And so he sort of said, well, you've replaced me. I'll, I'll have a look around. And they were, they were comfortable with him going somewhere else. I still think that, that Jack's got something to offer. He kicked 40 goals as a 19-year-old. It's, that was last year. Played a bit more as the sub this year. But he's still... His, Goal kicking numbers are better than than Lockie Schultz's in the last two years, and Schultz has kicked sixty in fifty odd games, and Ginnivan's I think kicked fifty something in forty two games or something. They're very comparable. Now Schultz has got some other stuff, but Schultz is also twenty five. Mm. Jack Ginnivan hasn't turned twenty one yet, so 
yeah, arguably he's got eight or nine years of really good footy, and he's got plenty of upside. Okay, just to finish off this elephant in the room, Mark Bickley, out of the five players that are coming into um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide in 2024, so Burgess into the Crows, yep, and then Sweet, Zerk Thatcher, Radigalia and Soldo to Port Adelaide, do they make both teams better and will all five be playing in round one in 2024? The first one, do they make both teams better? I don't think Chris Burgess makes Adelaide better. I'm not sure he makes round one. And I think with Port Adelaide, I definitely Radigalia makes Port Adelaide better. And I think their depth is improved. They've got two Ruckman now who are... AFL standard. Well, Jordan Sweet's still got to prove himself, but most people think that he's going to progress to being a good AFL ruckman. Uh, Zerk Thatcher played every game, so he'll play a fair bit of footy. But my argument has been, like, Trent McKenzie's been a good player. Is Zerk Thatcher going to be 20% better than Trent McKenzie? I don't think he is, but it just means that if Trent McKenzie does get squeezed out because Zerk Thatcher's an inch and a half taller and has the ability to play on some of those taller guys, then if someone gets injured in defence, which inevitably they will, they've got a ready-made person to step in and they don't lose a whole lot. We are going to be speaking to the list manager of the Port Adelaide Football Club, Jason Cripps, in the next few moments. So if you want us to ask anything on your behalf, um, we did have a question about Rome Burgoyne, which we're able to ask for you. Um, That was from Matt. Uh, Let us know. 0427-154-166. Mark Bickley. Very good elephant in the room. It's just on 8 o'clock. We're going for 30 degrees today. Good morning. Check at your local tyre power. Morn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you at one minute past eight, or one minute past eight, on this Thursday, the 19th of October year is going so fast, Mark Bickley. Our text of the day today will get a Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. So if you want to send us a text, 0427-154-166. It's been a big show today. Yeah, it has indeed. And uh, we're just about to speak with Jason Cripps and talk about his busy couple of weeks where uh, he's been negotiating frantically to make sure they get this deal done, which is been a great job when you consider they didn't have a whole lot of draft capital mm. and they've been able to bring four players in four players or three certainly that were targeted before the trade period and Ivan Soldo who most likely arrived during the period uh let's go right now to the list manager of the Port Adelaide Football Club Jason Cripps good morning to you Jason it's all done and dusted with a lot of new faces making their way to Alberton yes good morning guys uh yeah look it was a uh pretty big couple of weeks but uh, we were able to achieve what we set out to do and bring the four players in that we targeted yeah look a great result uh, like I said you targeted those players you're able to get them all done with not a lot of resources we must say and I think the last couple of years we've, we've been scratching our head wondering how you're going to get it done and you've been able to find a way both times can you just explain like for, for the layman like us that watch from the outside the, the negotiations both the Essendon and the Geelong one seemed to, to drag on and, and yet the thing that got him over the line seemed insignificant to a lot of us on the outside. Were those late draft picks going both ways? Were they important in the scheme of things? Uh, yes, look, sometimes they can be. Um, often those later picks uh, you know, in the end facilitate 
those deals. Mm. You know, get a little bit of an insight, obviously. The, the discussions prior to that, you're obviously trying to um, look for, for better options. Um, and, and for us, we're looking to improve some draft capital. You know, going back to the start, we split our future first. That was our first objective. We, we knew we had to improve our draft capital for this period. Once we're able to do that on the first day, we're really confident that we'll be able to facilitate those deals. Uh, and, and in the end, you know, some of those later picks, every, every club's got different objectives. Mm. So, you know, whether you've got father-sons uh, potentially or the academy players or you might want to be having multiple picks late. And it also depends how you value the draft and, and you know, how much depth in the draft and positional types. Uh, so every club's got their own reasons and objectives as to what they're trying to achieve. Mm. One of our listeners, you mentioned Father Sons, just asked about Rome Burgoyne and, and where you're expecting him to go next year. And is he of the quality that he could be first round? And, and that sort of mitigates the fact that you traded out your first round for next year? Oh, look, it's 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 way too early yeah. to draw any conclusions on, on, on those guys. Look, Rome, obviously, is a talented He's a talented player. He's, he's had some injury battles this year and, and didn't play a lot. Um, like all young players, he, there's some significant upside in his game and there's some areas that, that he needs to improve. But, uh, yeah, he's certainly part of our, our father-son academy as, along with Louis Montgomery. So, you know, they're two players next year that we're hoping can uh, continue to improve and, and develop. And we'll just see how that, that unfolds over the next 12 months. Jason, can you give us a little bit of an insight into the last 24 hours? Because externally, a lot of us were just waiting for the final deal to get done. It went down to the final few seconds. Is a lot of that just theatre or that was a reality that the club was facing too, being unsure whether it actually would get done before the deadline? I know it it was certainly real, especially with with Essendon. Uh, You know, obviously, Xavier Dersmer was was a contracted player and, and... Brandon Zerk Thatcher wasn't. Uh, so there'd, there'd been a lot of discussions prior to that and obviously clubs going with you know, expectations on what they're... You know, in terms of how they value... You know, especially when players are involved, um, it can become somewhat subjective on how you value a player and then there's obviously the, the data and the analytics behind it that plays a role. Uh, so, yeah, there, there was numerous discussions and we, we just felt that... Uh, you know, Xavier required more than just a straight swap. I mean, Essendon were adamant right up till probably 20 minutes um, prior to the, the deadline that wow. it was still going to be a straight swap. So uh, that's why that's why we just had to hold our ground. Um, and in the end, we we're pleased we we're, were able to obtain further draft capital, which we think will be able to help us, especially for next year. As you, as you mentioned, with potential couple of father-sons, just the more draft capital... You have your disposal. It just gives you gives you some leverage and some options going forward. I had a question about the draft capital, and and pardon my ignorance because I looked at the graphic last night of all the draft picks that all the clubs have, and Port Adelaide have picked seventy three, and that's it. Is it an AFL rule that you actually have to have at least one pick in the draft, or this was by choice of the the club to have someone? Yeah, there's a couple of components that. So to, to answer your question around changes to your list, you have to make three changes. But within those three changes, you can actually upgrade rookies. So for an example, for us, we can we could upgrade Jed McEntee this year, and that's one of those one of those three. So you can upgrade a rookie, two selections, or you can actually have no selections and draft and upgrade three rookies. Mm. So we've we've got some flexibility, uh, which which we'll we'll work through. In terms of this draft, our, our recruiting team. 
you know, do a fantastic job. And, and we, we spend a lot of time, and all clubs would, analysing not just this year's draft, but future drafts. And we identified this particular draft. We, we thought it did fall away a little bit. Um, you know, the, the top six or eight, uh, we think are elite players. And, and thankfully, <laughs> with where we finished on the ladder, we're not in that conversation. Um, and, and the other factor is, at the moment, we're faced with compromised drafts. You know, the Northern Academies are... are have done a fantastic job, and they're creating a lot of a lot of talent. So, when you've got those players that are coming through from the academies, it, it, it compromises the draft. It dilutes picks, picks push back, um, and you don't get access to those academy players or their father sons or their NGA. So, we're quite strategic in in how we approach drafts. That's our philosophy. We try to target drafts, and what we think next year's draft, we're we're quite optimistic about that. So, that's a draft that we would like to get into next year and, and we'll look at ways of doing that in 12 months' time. But we we're quite comfortable to trade out of this draft for players that we thought could fill some positional gaps on our list. Um, obviously, the key defensive stocks, stocks and the and the rucks were a priority for us. And both the Sovereigns, Zerk Thatcher, both turned 25, just turned 25, which fits our list profile. And, and Soldo and um, Sweet uh, obviously provide the, the ruck depth for us. Clearly, once again, you, you, you saw that as a, a need last year. It was, it was costly for you late in the season. So it's not just a matter of bringing one ruckman in. You, you felt like you needed two, I guess, more durable and, and solid ruckman. And I guess a lot of that comes from Ken Hinckley and, and the discussions you guys have around what, what the list needs. Oh, absolutely. You know, with, and obviously Chris Davies, Ken Hinckley and myself, uh, spent a lot of time uh, having those discussions, and I, I, you know, and specifically to the rucks, Van Soldo's 204 centimetres, Sweets 206. So that was something we wanted to bring in some some bigger bodies uh, who were quite competitive, quite aggressive. I mean, it's pretty obvious our strength and our, and our weapon is that midfield group. You know, obviously led by Rosie Butters, Horn, Francis, who are who are still really young mm-hmm. and early stages of their career and got enormous growth and upside. So we we really wanted to make sure that we're giving them the best opportunity to be the best that they could be and continue to grow their game. And, you know, up the other end, you know, the, the Zerk Thatcher and, and, and Radical is, you know, expectations for us is that they can just come in and play a role um, and hopefully make a Lear a better again. You know, we'd like a Lear to become that intercepting All-Australian defender that he was two years ago. Um, so, yeah, Asara and, and, and Zerk Thatcher hopefully give Ken and the coaches further flexibility and, and hopefully that helps Aaliyah and makes him better also. Jason, thanks for your time this morning. Really comprehensive and we uh, appreciate you having a chat with us. Thanks, guys. List manager of the Port Adelaide Football Club, Jason Cripps, joining us. Power fans, what do you think? 0427154166. Bix will come back and dissect a bit of the stuff that Jason said. There was one thing that just caught my ear when he mentioned it. I'm going to talk about that after the break. Can you hear that siren? Yeah. They're coming to get you. Finally, it's about time. The Bricky Brownlow next. A tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mom Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 16 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Our Brecky Brownlow in a few moments' time. Thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton Road. Uh, prior to that, Bix, you wanted to make a comment about Jason Cripps. We just spoke to the list manager of the power. Oh, yeah. The big thing he said there, next year's draft, very strong. We want to get into the first round next year. So right now, they've traded away their first round pick 
for next year, which means to get back into it, they've got to dip into their next, you know, 25 draft or bring it forward, or you trade a player out and you get back into the first round, which means it's got to be someone that's got some absolute value to get into the first round mm. of the draft. Hmm. So interesting, when you look at their forward line, Dixon, Finlayson, Georgiades, Marshall, Lord. There's five bigs. That's Five doesn't go into three. You would think, I'm not trying to retire someone, but there might be one of those players that might be playing his last season at the club. Hmm. Yeah, Charlie Dixon. Yes. Talking about. But see, the interesting one is Lord. I feel like you just got to play him, don't you? Yeah. Like Because if you don't play him, then... Four Ge- goals in his first final. Well, Geelong are already really keen on him. Mm. If he sits behind and plays the whole year in the sandful again, clubs are going to say, well, you're going to be behind Georgiades. You're going to be behind Marshall. Uh, Finlayson's your second ruck. You're not a ruckman. Yep. Uh, come and play for us. So that that's going to be interesting. We'll watch that one throughout. Here we are. We've arrived the end of the week where the Bricky Brown Love is where we like to award some votes to some highlights of the week in the sporting world on yes. our show, some lowlights. We have some, you know, special mentions, whether it's us or anyone else. Bix, we do this thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, Brighton Road. Uh, where do you want to start? I want to start with you because you told me when you were emceeing at the basketball that you dressed up as Ken and... Initially, I wasn't sure which Ken you were talking about. Well, I'm not sure if you were aware, Mark Bickley. I saw you were, you were all pimped up. It's dressed up as Ken from the Barbie movie. Oh, I thought you meant Ken Hinckley for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so for, the, for dressing up, I, I had to put on yeah, a, a, a wig. Coat yeah. and I had like a big hat. I must say, I'm not sure why I thought Ken Hinckley because... Well, I wouldn't have to dress up. That's the thing if I wanted to be Ken Hinckley because we just look quite similar. So that was a good start. Well, no, stop right there Mm. because that was what I really wanted to bring up. The fact that you dressed up as Ken from the Barbie movie and then you compared yourself to one of the best looking actors in the world, Ryan Gosling. And I look a bit like Ryan Gosling, I reckon. If you squeeze, <laughs> I'll just take my glasses off. If he go? shaves his head and doesn't eat for a month and ages really poorly, I look like Ryan Gosling. It's wow. not a good start for me. Okay, I lost my voice a couple of times, which is going to be a challenge this weekend because tonight the Adelaide 36ers are playing against South East Melbourne. Tomorrow, a double header, Adelaide United versus Central Coast. Saturday, Adelaide 36ers versus the Perth Wildcats. Oh, boy. No voice left for a Tuesday. Well, Please, on Sunday, don't talk whatsoever. Save to anyone? To no one. With pleasure. That would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and Monday. We also caught up with the new coach of Woodville West Torrens, Sam Jacobs, who was going to give us a little bit of humour until he was shot down. Mate, he's right into it. It's funny. I'll tell a funny story. So we do our draft yeah, we'll, we'll be the and- judge of that if it's funny or not. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. It was very flat after that, the big sauce. Well, but- and let's be fair. The story you told. Yeah, it wasn't funny was at all. Yeah, yeah so we funny. were the judge of that. I was waiting for the funny part. I was looking at you going, is this the funny part? He's <laughs> basically said, yeah, yeah, Kyle Chalmers sits on a couch and doesn't talk to people. Yeah, uh, no, uh, no punchline whatsoever. Come on, Source. Good one. Um, still, two votes was our conversation. This morning I asked which Beatle you would be, and you went with George Harrison. And then this all stemmed from us talking about another kind of musical group, the Spice Girls. Um, who was your favourite Spice Girl? Um, who was my favourite? Probably Posh. Which Spice Girl would you be? <laughs> sporty. Sorry, did you just snort? A sporty Spice, yes. Because I'm pretty sure I heard a <laughs> bit of a snort. Well, it was, a, it was an, a strange question. Which which Spice Girl would you be? 
baby. <laughs> baby? Why baby spice? I don't know, because your heap's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, chat to Cam Luke after this. What? I'd be Old Spice. That's <laughs> very, oh, very, very good. Especially, I mean, three votes should certainly go to the, the snort. But no, we do have a late nomination for the Brecky Brownlow. We're going to the fifth tier of English football. Mm. And I think this is a wonderful way. What happens normally at the end of a press conference when a team loses? I mean, the coaches. The coach takes on a lot of responsibility, yeah, right? You yeah. think about Ken Hinckley at the end Cops of Port Adelaide's it. season. Mm. He just said, you know, we weren't good enough, full credit to the opposition. It's a reflection of me, the coaching staff. The coach is there to take responsibility for the players. Unless you are Mark White, who is the coach of Dorking over in the UK's competition. <laughs> who? The Dorking Wanderers. <laughs> and after they had a really disappointing 2-0 loss over the weekend, this was his response. They deserve to be uh, fully deserved to be in the draw and hopefully, I really hope uh, they get something um, amazing that's life-changing so my players can learn lesson because they were so poor. And I'll tell you one thing, I will always put my hand up. It's not about availability, injuries, who was returning, who wasn't. It wasn't about that at all. Um, it was about the fact that that team let the fans down 100%, wholeheartedly. Sometimes I get the management team to take the blame, part blame, some blame, whatever. Today was wholeheartedly a bunch of players that were absolutely shit. <laughs> we love the straight talkers. That's, that's calling it as he sees it. It's a three votes to Mark White from Dorking, and there's your Brecky Brownlow back after this. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Thank you so much for sending through your texts. Calling today. Bix on the text line 0427 154 The Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. I do like this text from Will, who has suggested, you know, Craig McRae has said all of the players at Collingwood are like his sons. That was after the flag. Braden Maynard, you know, gets into a little bit of mischief on the field. He just gets his arm around him. Jordan Dugowie, just go to Bali, son. You're all my sons. Well, Will says it turns out Craig McRae thought Jack Ginevan was more like a stepson. See you later. Yeah. Problematic, I think. It's just some comments that have come out post-grand final. And going to the races the night before the grand final, is it started off Craig McRae having a bit of a laugh about it, and then then the reports are that he took him to task over it. And, and so... It's a shame as well, because I, I like the idea of him going to the races before a grand final. If if he's behaving himself and he has the trust and that's his... We don't know if he went to the races prior to most games that he played. Listening again to this podcast that Isaac Quainer uh, did with Dylan Buckley, he said, I went to the same cafe of the morning of the grand final that mm. I did for every other match day. I did the same thing the night before. They're creatures of habit and they wanted to keep things as normal as possible. Yeah. And maybe that was his way of doing something. Yeah, maybe. And, you know... 
at 20, maybe there's some pitfalls in that. If Scott mm. Pendlebury did it, no problems at all. Yeah, exactly. So that's all, all part of the process. But at 20 years of age, um, he's got, like I said, I think he's still got a fair bit of upside, and I think he's going to be good for the Hawks. Where can we see you today with your shirt off on the beach down at Selix or something? <laughs> no, no beach for me. I'll be trying to stay out of the sun, but it's a nice day. My might do what you said. Go to the gym or go for a walk or a run or something. Yeah. Take your shirt off, I reckon. A lot I would, of, you're I in, you're in so. good nick, mate. I reckon you're, you're in Joseph. Good nick. Um, we'll uh, catch you Tuesday. Go the 36ers. Go United. Go the 36ers. Go South Australia. See you, Mark. See ya.